At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare what does every grocery store aisle now have in common products that come in paper packaging and we don't just mean the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go paper-tarian than ever before. So why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out, the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Follow the money. Final hour coming to you live from Circus Sportsbook. Stormy Bon and Tony alongside the Super Bowl champion Sean King. Who better Woo-hoo. to hour talk three. about Monday Night Football with? Fun one last night with the Pats and Bills. I'm still cold. Like I wanted to put on like a bigger coat. <laughs> did this you have morning. your slippers on last night? I did. Bundling up. Uh, you know in what? Las Vegas. I felt really sad for all the guys that are backups. Because if you think it's cold on the field, imagine if you're not moving. I'll tell you a funny story. I'm the backup quarterback uh, in 2004, and we go to Arizona. We go to Buffalo, playing for the Cardinals. And it was like 11 degrees. It was raining. It was freezing cold. So we're getting our butts kicked. I mean, like wood shedded. Like, I mean, something that shouldn't happen to a professional football team. And we're in the fourth quarter, and Josh McCown gets sacked. And it's probably about seven minutes to go in the game. He kind of lays there, gets up slow. He walks to the sideline. I went and leaned over, and I said, I will whoop your you-know-what if you don't go back in that game. Because <laughs> <laughs> I had been standing on the sideline freezing. It was no way my body was going to function. So, That's so luckily, good. he went back out, and he's still playing in the NFL now, I think. so. Uh, Honestly, nothing like watching that game, though, last night, or any of those games that are the really bad weather ones, like, make me feel like such a baby. Because, as you know, for college football, I do sideline reporting for ESPN, mm-hmm. and I get, like, a 50 or 40-degree day. I've got my gloves on. i got my heat warmers in my pocket. Yeah. I am a born and bred Las Vegan, okay? I do not function well in that climate. And last night, 
looked insane. First of all, you do a great job. Oh, Secondly, you. did you happen to see the pregame broadcast when the wind blew Susie yes. off of the chair? And then Booger sat up, and Booger's a friend of mine, so I know how big he is. It blew him off of his chair. So I was like, yeah, the wind's going to play a yeah, factor. Yeah, and postgame, poor Lisa Salter's trying to do her interviews just Oh, just brutal, brutal. Anyways, though, the Patriots do win this game. They're three-point dogs, ultimately win it 14-10 over the Bills. And the under obviously soars based on the weather conditions, as we told you. But seventh straight win for the Pats. Seventh win where they cover in a row as well. And this is after a 2-4 and four start to their season, 9-4 and four now, top seed in the AFC. Show. Yeah, absolutely. I actually have the Patriots on a 16 to one ticket to win the AFC because I know Belichick is trustworthy. I said coming into the draft that Mac Jones was by far the best quarterback in this class. You can go look it up. This isn't me after he's been successful saying this. I think the Jets and the 49ers, because I understand Jacksonville taking Trevor Lawrence, but the Jets and the 49ers are going to forever look at passing on Mac Jones. It's one of the greatest mistakes that's been made in the history of the draft. The Patriots, I believe in. I'm the CEO of the Dog Pound. That's right. We took him on the money line, way to cash a nice ticket on a road dog. My belief is that if you like a road dog or a home dog and they're six points or less, bet them on the money line. Mm -hmm. I won this past Sunday with Pittsburgh money line. They're plus three. Chargers money line, plus three on the road against the Bengals. So we finished up a strong weekend with the Patriots on the money line. Shout out to that running game. Mm -hmm. What a job by Josh McDaniels to scheme up a way to be successful offensively without using a forward pass. See, you moved along so fast that I didn't get a chance to throw a dig on Mac Jones when you were talking about, oh, he's the best, best in this draft. Was I infatuated? Uh, a little bit, but I was, no, I was just going to say, little did you know, he'd be coming to the NFL two for three passing, 19-yard <laughs> day, uh, negative four yards on the ground, and win. Guess what his, guess what his pass yard prop was last night? Uh, Ultimately threw for 19. Well, considering that the total went from 46 to 40, they had to think that this would not be an explosive game. But, I mean, I'd have to say 150. 196 and a half. Wow. 195 and a half. Sorry. Wow. Oh, yes. And look at the on the screen there. Um, for those of you listening, every single stat for Mac Jones and Josh Allen, all of their props went under. So under 195 and a half yards, under one and a half passing touchdowns. Nobody threw an interception. The completions were under. The pass attempts were under. Because they weren't throwing the ball. I mean, Josh Allen was still attempting to. But Bill Belichick just said, run the football, avoid the wind, get her done. And that's what they did. See, this is when day drinking can be beneficial. Because there were some people that started hydrating early. Of course, it's Bill's mafia And just went there. online and said, I'm going to take the under in everything and put it together. Hey. I actually saw, um, I don't remember what sports book it was, but I saw one of those same game parlay prop that cashed for an absurd amount of money. Right. All unders. Yeah, Bet Rivers is coming in. They got the same game parlay up. props. But think if they I was if I was smart, I mean, I was not really that outlandish of a, a play, you know, because when you see that word, I'm telling you, when that wind is to the point where the Patriots were afraid to kick an extra point mm -hmm. after their first touchdown, I mean, that's significant. I mean, the impact it has on the quarterback and the kickers mentally. 
you know, it yeah. cannot be understated. Well, that was interesting, like hearing the comments from Lisa Salters having talked to the kickers beforehand saying top three worst weather conditions they'd ever been in. So as a player, what it, is wind the hardest condition to play a football game in or is it snow? Is it rain? For me, it's it's hard rain. Okay. And, and here's why. It's not even the ball handling. It's the vision. Because the water is trickling off of the helmet on a constant basis. So for a quarterback, you know, that's very unnerving. You know, it really impacts your ability your yeah, to, to see what's going on. So that, that was a difficult one for me. And then being of Floridian origin and living now in the wonderful city of Vegas, anything under 40 degrees, I dislike. <laughs> No, it's true. It does that to you, and you get acclimated to it so easily. Um, but for Florida, at least you had rain. The craziest thing about being on the East Coast to me is warm rain. I had never experienced that in my life until I moved to North Carolina. Humid, yeah. warm rain. And after the rainfall, it gets really bad. I'll, I'll never forget this. When I was drafted into Tampa in 99, the Bucks had a streak of never in the history of the organization winning a football game where the opening kickoff was 30 degrees or colder. Mm. So it does impact you. It does make a difference. Not as significant last night because, of course, Boston, you know, has a colder climate as well. But, I mean, if you had Harris, he went over mm -hmm. his rush prop. Hopefully the hamstring isn't something that's going to keep him out for an extended period of time. But, I mean, <laughs> the yes. Patriots just seem to figure it out. Like one game they win throwing the ball. Last night, they won running the ball, playing great defense. Another week is their special teams. I mean, the most complete team, in my opinion, right now in the AFC is New England. High praise, and that, that is good to note. There were a couple overs, not many last night in the prop market, but there were a couple. Damian Harris went over his rushing prop at 49.5, had 111, broke it on the one touchdown run. Uh, like you said, hope his hamstring is all right, ultimately. Ramondre Stevenson also went over 44.5 with 78. Everything else under, though, the only receiving prop that went over was Gabriel Davis, and he had a really low number, 14 and a half. 14 and a half. He had 30. So good for you. That was the only receiving prop that ended up going over on the day. And while we're talking under, just good to note, too, since I think it is important for betters to know if you're betting these weather games, since 2003, in games where there has been wind of 25 miles an hour or stronger, the under is hit 12 and 2 in that time so wow shout out to gabriel davis too who would ever thought a kid born in orlando played at university of central shout florida out. was the only one to go over his prop as a skill player know, for the right? bills right <laughs> i i thought another thing was funny everybody was re-bringing out that mac jones tweet from 2015 where he's like i've never seen snow They're like <laughs> things you don't want to hear ahead of this game at orchard park i can relate when i hit Green Bay for the first time. I had never seen snow. It was minus 11. Oof. And I still to this day don't know how I got through that game, but I did. And, uh, hey, I don't ever want to re-experience that again if possible. The coldest game I ever worked, again, not having to hit anything or feel like I'm being broken and shattered by those hits, was actually when Josh Allen was playing at the University of Wyoming, Ooh. oddly enough. Uh, Mountain West Championship game against San Diego State, my alma mater. Okay. And it was so cold, minus 7 degrees, that my phone shut off. Wow. Because it couldn't function. So if your phone can't function, it's a sign that you probably shouldn't be there either in the cold because you can't function either. That's just my personal saying. 
Um, but let's take a look uh, just in general. We talked about how you have that ticket for the AFC mm -hmm. and the Patriots. In terms of the AFC outlook, who's got the next best shot to you? If you told me that there was a chance Derrick Henry would be back come the playoffs, I still think Tennessee, when fully healthy, is built to compete. I'd say the most dangerous team is Baltimore. No matter Interesting. What, no matter what injuries they have, Harbaugh and Lamar Jackson finally got over their playoff hump last year by getting a victory, but to me, they're the team that's dangerous because on any given Sunday, mm -hmm. you know, I think they're capable of causing a lot of problems. I've been calling the Buffalo Bills a fraud for weeks. When you look at their schedule, I mean, they don't have, like when they beat Washington and Kansas City, they were struggling. Both teams were not playing well. They beat Miami, they were struggling. Like when you look at these wins, uh, Jets, Saints, like who have they beaten that's really good? They lost oh, to right. Indy. They lost to New England. They lost to Tennessee when they were rolling. Like, so I think Buffalo's really, really overrated. And they're a team that I'm going to try and fade down the stretch because they're going to be a favorite because they're a very public team. Mm -hmm. But I think they're a team where you can win some nice tickets and cash a little bit moving, moving forward. Yeah, you can only hold your hat on that Chiefs win for so long. Just saying. Hey, but remember, everybody, obviously we're on the desk right now for Follow the Money, and it's because our guys Mitch and Polly are on the road this week Live from the new DraftKings Sportsbook at Foxwoods Casino this Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. So make sure if you're in the area, you're out there, go down, meet the guys. And if you can't be out there directly, make sure you tune in every day from 7 to 10 a.m. Eastern. We're just warming the seats for a little while longer. Don't worry. And we're really excited because we're going to have ESPN's Field Yates join us on the other side. Talk some more NFL. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. With just a few taps on the app, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. It's your one-stop shop. 
Angie can help you find the best price for your project by comparing quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an upfront price based on local data. They get the difficulties that can come with home projects. They get it. Why not make it as simple as possible? Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com or download the app today. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow the money on VSEN, the sports betting network. Back here on Follow the Money, live from Las Vegas from Circus Sportsbook, Stormy Tony, alongside Super Bowl champ Sean King. Happy to continue our NFL conversation now with ESPN's Field Yates, NFL insider, co-host of the Fantasy Football Podcast at Field Yates on Twitter. Field, thank you so much for coming on with us. No problem, guys. Thanks so much for having me on. Well, obviously, the, the Patriots-Bills game was an interesting one, to say the least, last night. It's not every day that you see a quarterback win a game after having 19 pass yards and negative rush yards, but that is where we at. What were some of your biggest takeaways from the Monday Night Football game? Yeah, first of all, one of those games that I don't think, even if you had no vested interest in the game, you're going to remember that one for a while. The NFL has no shortage of drama, has no shortage of games in which are impacted by weather, but I can't recall a game that was impacted uh, as much by the weather uh, this season as that one was. The only other one that comes close is when San Francisco and Indianapolis played on Sunday night football and effectively a monsoon earlier this year. But by the end of the game, both of those teams are throwing the football pretty effectively. Last night, though, was a game where uh, I got to tell you, I was very happy to be on uh, my own couch last night and not in (laughs) Buffalo, New York at that game because you probably couldn't have paid me enough or given me enough sleeping bags or hand warmers to be out there during what looked like a very, very chilly night. You know, it's so amazing, Field, what sports betting and fantasy have done to, like, the emotional roller coaster that you're on. Like, there were people that had to under at 46 and saw it drop to 40. And, I mean, they were doing all kind of gymnastics routines. They were so excited. But there are people in fantasy who are diehard Patriot fans who are probably screaming at the TV, throw the ball, have Matt Jones at QB. Like, how amazing is it now with fantasy and sports betting being a part of watching these NFL games? Yeah, I mean, I think it really has done an incredible job in terms of bubbling up extra interest. Not that every primetime game is not compelling. I mean, I don't care how many uh, days of your life you've spent studying the Cardinals or the Rams. If you're not watching Monday Night Football next week, you just don't love football. I mean, you have to 
enjoy what's going to be hopefully one of the better primetime games of the year. We also, though, have a Sunday night game that pits the Bears and the Packers. And those are two teams going in very different directions. And that one could very well be a 20-point blowout in the Packers' favor. And I think that's the kind of game in which you see fantasy carry even more weight than it already does. Because while I may not expect the Bears to keep it competitive with the Packers on Sunday night, I might need 12 fantasy points from David Montgomery. And if I get those 12 fantasy points, it might be the difference between me making the playoffs or missing the playoffs in my league. So I've always told people that fantasy and gambling have allowed the NFL to not just be a, you know, a 17 game or 18 week operation, but really a 365 day of the year operation, because there's so much interest all throughout the year. Uh, and I think a lot of it ties to gambling and, and, and fantasy, which, uh, continue to grow the audience in a major way. Yeah, I, I grew up here in Las Vegas, and I remember as, as a kid saying like certain things about how I was rooting for a quarterback or I was rooting for a player, and my dad was like, no, I need him not to do well. Stop. for <laughs> me because he had skin in the game in a different way than I did, obviously. Um, but one last thing just as we wrap up the Monday Night Football conversation as it relates to fantasy – in some leagues, Mac Jones, I believe the number we saw from one of our colleagues, had 0.46 <laughs> points last night. Does this type of a game help or hinder the offensive player rookie of the year uh, standings for our guy? My sense is that the Patriots winning helps him more than losing and putting up bad numbers would have helped him because I think what we're ultimately going to find, and I'm like the uh, – Maybe I'm a little bit of a wet blanket in this regard, but like I don't bother with any awards for the postseason until like week 17 or 18, right? Like I have no idea who's going to be MVP or who's going to be the rookie of the year. But if the Patriots finish with 12 wins this year, as an example, Mac Jones continues to play steady football the rest of the way, I would think there's a pretty darn good chance that Mac Jones has a shot at the NFL's rookie of the year. That being said, if the Bengals win 10 games and Jamar Chase finishes with a flurry and has 1,500 receiving yards, then I think it's going to be an interesting conversation there. So my general sense is that anytime you get a win, it probably pushes the narrative a little bit further in your favor. But, you know, I think that um, Mac Jones, Jamar Chase probably have a fairly, like right now, that's about as narrow as it gets. Maybe Jalen Waddle makes the, uh, the late push as well. But the Dolphins, even with their five-game winning streak, are in a different sort of stratosphere of the standings right now. You know, Field, I have Mac Jones on an 11-to-1 ticket to be NFL Offensive Rookie of the Year. So I feel like Nostradamus. But how much of his lead plays into the fact that none of the other high-profile first-round high first draft picks at quarterback are having even an average season? Like, I knew Trevor Lawrence and Jacksonville wouldn't win, but statistically, I thought he'd be doing a lot more than he has. Justin Fields, they didn't start him. He's battled injuries. Zach Wilson has been ineffective when not injured. What's your evaluation so far on, on this rookie group of quarterbacks? And can any of them make a run in this last quarter of the season? You know, I have sort of a cold take on the quarterbacks for this rookie class is that I'm not really down on any of the four that were drafted ahead of Mac Jones. I'm just more optimistic about Mac Jones than I was coming into the season. And I was actually fairly confident in Mac Jones' ability. I think what it probably teaches me more and more and more, and I think this is really relevant as we sort of dive into the pre-draft cycle, which 
I know college football still has bowl season left, but as you guys know, you know, players like Kayvon Thibodeau from Oregon have already declared their intentions. He's going to stay out of the bowl game. He's one of the top probably five or so players in the draft this year. We're kind of getting into it. You're going to hear Mel Kuyper Jr. and Todd McShay's voice a whole bunch over the next month, and we'll continue to talk about these draft prospects. And I think what I'm reminded of, and listen, Sean, you know this, you played the position yourself. Fit matters more than anything else, right? Like, it's sort of like a marriage. Two good people can get married. It doesn't mean they're the right people for each other, right? And in the NFL, you got to find a quarterback and a system and a coach that all are in harmony. And the Patriots are the perfect place for Mac Jones right now. They've got an outstanding coaching staff. They've got a really good roster, great offensive line, really good running game. And I'm not saying that Mac Jones is a byproduct of what they've done. What I'm saying is that Mac, with his skill set, can thrive. And I think his confidence is going to grow because of these wins. Say what you want about three passing attempts. Mac Jones went to bed last night if he went to sleep at all after, I'd imagine the Patriots flew home. And he's probably saying to himself, nine and four, number one team in my division. I can go out there and I can compete at the highest level with even one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL in Josh Allen. You know what's interesting, Phil, and we can put a bow on this right here. I had Mac Jones rated as the number one quarterback in this draft by far. I'll never forget texting Booger McFarlane after the San Francisco 49ers traded up and surprisingly took Trey Lance. And I said they will regret that decision for the rest of Lynch and Shanahan's tenure. And here's why, and Phil, I'll give you this and use it this year when you're looking at the quarterbacks. Go by what you see not by what you hope to see. And when you look at the actual film of those kids coming out of college, Matt Jones' Alabama film is head and shoulders better, but people got caught up in what they thought Trey Lance could look like or they thought Zach Wilson could look like, and I think that's always a very dangerous road to go down. Yeah, no, I mean, I know we're trying to put a bone in the conversation. We could talk about this for the whole for an hour, right? Yeah. I mean, the great point is that, you know, part of what's happened in recent years is Matt Jones played with, what, two first-round pick wide receivers last year, a couple of offensive linemen that go in the top 35 picks. Uh, guys, Najee Harris, the first-round running back, you know, and some guys that weren't draft eligible are going to be top picks this year. And that was used against Mac Jones in the draft. Hey, he's just good because those guys around him are so good. He's a, he's a third-round quarterback playing in a first-round offense where – Maybe the reality is that, you know, he, he helped lift that tide, right? I mean, he literally, I, I, no pun intended with the Crimson Tide, but like <laughs> our, our, I mean, we, we heard both, I believe both Jalen Waddell and Devontae Smith say during the pre-draft process, they were each asked, hey, who would you choose if you had to pick one of your quarterbacks in the past two years, Tua and Matt Jones, and at least one of them. So don't quote me if it, if it was, just, it was at least one of them for sure said, Oh, Mac Jones, right? And that's normally the question that when you're asked it, the answer is, hey, you know, they're both great guys, mean a lot to me, love playing with each of them. I uh, can't choose. It's like choosing between your kids, right? Mm -hmm. And I thought that was telling. So, um, you know, Mac Jones has a long ways to go, as any rookie quarterback does. But I think uh, no matter whether you enjoy the Patriots, you do not enjoy the Patriots, you have to appreciate the process. And you have to appreciate the professionalism that organization continues to exhibit, especially when you look around the NFL, where we see some organizations that are far less stable and consistently doing the wrong thing. You have to applaud a team that seems to find a way to frequently do the right thing.
Great stuff, Field. Really appreciate the time. All right, guys. Have a great rest of the show. You too. Oh, great day. Great day. He's on many a show. Uh, that's Field Yates, ESPN NFL Insider, co-host of the Fantasy Football Podcast. Really great information from Field, as always. When we come back, Thor Nystrom, NBC Sports Edge, joins the program talking college football and uh, a little NFL draft. Yeah. Follow the money on VSEN, the sports betting network. The VSEN Bowl Betting Guide is almost here with everything you need to bet smarter on every bowl game. This year's guide provides matchup analysis on all 41 bowl games, including insights, trends, data, and predictions to help you make your best bets. The guide is designed to give you an edge whether you're betting on every game, play in contest, or just want to find a few high-key value props. The guide drops December 13th. Make sure you get your copy today for only $19.99 at vcin.com slash subscribe. Last half hour here on Folly the Money, Stormy Bon and Tony, along with the Super Bowl champion, Sean King. And time to get our college football conversation going with Thor Nystrom of NBC Sports Edge, lead college football and NFL draft analyst as well. Thor, thank you so much for joining us. How are you? I'm doing well, guys. How are you doing? Great. Excellent. Excellent. And this is like the best time of year, right? Because the stage is set for the college football playoff. We know the matchups. Alabama, Cincinnati, Georgia, Michigan. Let's start with that Alabama-Cincy game first, though. Legitimately, can the Bearcats keep it close? This is the largest spread of all of the bowl games. In my opinion, yes. Uh, my line on that game is, is Alabama minus eight. Um, you know, and, and even trending more towards down a touchdown, whereas the, that line publicly right now, you know, you're seeing it up around two touchdowns, 13, 13 and a half, 14. But for me, I'm waiting on to make my Cincinnati bet until I can get a 14 or a 14 and a half. So, so that's one that I'm waiting on, even though I like Cincinnati quite a bit in that individual matchup. Interesting. Really good stuff. You know, it's interesting. I agree with you 100%. I actually think Cincinnati has a chance to win this all. And I had mentioned earlier in the show that football is a game that's played emotion and confidence and their bowl game versus Georgia last year they ended up ultimately losing 24 21 great game but though. Luke Fickle will use that experience and there won't be a player in that Cincy locker room that does not think they can win outright and I was watching Notre Dame Toledo during the year and Toledo had a chance to win the game but there was such a difference in size between the Toledo players and the Notre Dame players that will not be an issue when Cincy gets on the field versus Alabama, when that game is in pregame, I want you to watch Cincy's players. Luke Fickle has done a tremendous job, not of just recruiting good players, but of recruiting NFL-caliber players in size and talent. I think Cincy has a chance to win this game outright, Thor, so I'm going to have a little bit on the money line. And like you, I'll wait and see how high the line gets so I get more value. I, I, I totally agree with everything that you said. If Georgia hadn't hit that 53-yarder at the at the gun last year in the bowl game against Cincinnati, that game would have gone to overtime. Cincinnati controlled that game throughout. And your point's well taken as far as the size thing. You think about the teams that Cincinnati struggled against this year. They're the small unorth teams that teams that play unorthodox football, like Navy, stuff like Tulane, an, another team that has triple option elements in their offense. When Cincinnati has played 
these big Leviathan programs that have the big Leviathan uh, recruits these past couple of years, they have acquitted themselves very, very well. And it's for the reason that you're saying Cincinnati is not a typical G5 team with a bunch of small players running around, even like UCF a couple of years ago, the, the Frost teams and stuff like that. This is a different team that is built like a, a Big Ten program, built like an SEC program. Um, I, I expect them to have success against Alabama, just like they did against Georgia. Keep it close. I'm glad that you brought up that Navy game, too, because I actually was covering the Bearcats and Navy week eight. And one of the things we talked about with Luke Fickle prior to that game was the bowl game last year and how that's been a, such a driving force for them throughout the course of this year. He gave a speech to the team prior to their Notre Dame game, talking about the way that they can stack up with these types of teams and getting over the hump. And of course, we know what happened in that Notre Dame game. Um, let's move ahead, though, to the team that they played in that bowl game last year, Georgia taking on the Michigan Wolverines. Is Michigan getting enough respect, you think, in this game more than touchdown dog to the Bulldogs? Well, in terms of just the aggregate numbers, this line is just about what my line is. In, in fact, my line, I think, is Georgia minus nine. Uh, it live, it looks like it's, it's minus eight. But you have the thing of, like, you guys remember a couple years ago when LSU kind of coalesced at the end of the season, and it was like they just started destroying all these good teams, even though, like, during the season there was a couple games where they had struggled. Michigan, I mean, they're not quite as dominant, of course not as dominant offensively as that LSU team was. But one thing that makes you a little bit bullish about them is these last few weeks, these last couple of games, they have they have soundly beaten good opponents. You don't see a team throttle Iowa by 38 points. Beating beating Kirk Ferentz by 38 points is like beating another team by 138 points. So that was incredibly uh, impressive. And then Ohio State beating them like they did as well. That might be a team that's coalesced in a bit, whereas Georgia – who do they play during the regular season? They, their best win was a seven-point win over Clemson. Their second-best win was was over Tennessee. Their third-best win is probably over Kentucky. And so you, you look, you start to look at that that resume a little bit differently based on the Alabama result, and you start to wonder, you know, was that team, you know, sort of wearing Emperor's clothing a little bit? I, I think probably I, I would lean Michigan on that game, but I'm going to see what what happens with the line because. Just because we're at that eight, nine, uh, we're at sort of these dead numbers right now. So I just want to see if, if if that one can touch 10. Thor, the devil went down to Georgia. He was looking for a soul to steal. Charlie Daniels, <laughs> that's what Harbaugh is listening to. Michigan on the money line. Don't overthink it. Georgia's been one of the more overrated teams based on what they've done this season. That Kentucky game, by the way, Stormy, 14-7. At halftime, and it was in Athens. You can move the ball, as Bryce Young and Alabama showed. Michigan is a very complete football team, offense, defense, and special teams. Hutchinson and that D line are going to get after uh, Spencer, and uh, I, I like Michigan to win this game outright. Mm, love it. Love, love it. it. Love the fire that Sean King is bringing with us this morning on Follow the Money. Um, in terms of some of those other New Year's Day games, is there any one spread that really stood out to you as a potential opportunity for betters? Um, one, one that I'm looking at right now is Ohio. The, well, we just talked about Ohio State, but th that line with Utah, it opens at seven and a half. It's already under a touchdown. Utah's a team, you know, like I'm talking about with Michigan, where, where they are peaking at the right time. And Ohio State, the last time that we've seen them, they didn't look so good. But my adjusted line on that game is minus 10. So that, that's one where, you know, during the bowl season, you guys know bowl handicapping. You're, you're not only handicapping the matchups on the field like you do during the regular season. You also have to handicap motivation. Sean, I, I know you know that, you know, as, as good as anyone. And in that game, I, I want to know, does Ohio State actually want to be there? I know that Utah wants to be there. If Ohio State doesn't want to be there, Utah's going to beat them. 
Um, but if Ohio State wants to be there, they should be able to beat them by double digits. So that's one where I think the motivation of Ohio State is a prime thing that you need to look into. Yeah, you're dead on right there, Thor. And the way that I'll track that is what do those receivers from Ohio State do? If they're all going to play and be available for the bowl game, I, I, I think this is the best offense that Utah will have faced and they'll have trouble. But if you see a couple of these guys declaring for the draft, opting out, then I'm with you outside with Utah because they will be motivated. Remember, they had a member of their football team that was killed this season after a game, and they've dedicated this entire season to him. So his yeah. mom will be Aaron one Lowe. of the captains for that game, so they'll want to win it. So I just watch those Ohio State receivers and, and see, you know, what their plans are. Agreed. Yeah, and 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 two. Other, I think that's a great point, Sean. Two two other ones uh, that I'm looking at on New Year's Day. I like Notre Dame over Oklahoma State as long as I can get that for less than a field goal. O Oklahoma State's a team they struggle just so much on offense that that they become so predictable. It's basically Spencer Sanders just scrambling around. Um, and then if they don't have their running back back, you would assume that they're going to have Jalen Warren back. But if they don't have him back, you saw what that offense devolves into against Baylor when they don't have a, a running element around Spencer Sanders is scrambling around. So I think Notre Dame matches up well against them. Again, you can get that for less than a field goal. I'm down with that. A another one that I'm interested in is, is Mississippi and Baylor. I've been a big fan of Baylor all season. I wanted, I probably won more money off them than anybody else. You know, the Oklahoma game last week against Oklahoma state and stuff like that. I, I think Baylor, their defense and the way that Aranda schemes, I, I think that they can take away some of the things that Mississippi likes to do. And we've seen these past couple of years, when you start to take away the, the primary reads that Corral has, that's when you can play him down. You know, we saw it against Arkansas and LSU last year and stuff like that when the, when the picks came in bunches. Aranda's a guy that can really confuse quarterbacks and get pressure from different places on the field. I, I think Baylor, I, I like them more than I think the general public is going to in that game. Thor, we only have about a minute left here with you, but Kayvon Thibodeau, we saw officially declare for the draft yesterday. Are there any other top prospects that people should be aware of? Oh, in terms of early declaration? Yeah. I mean, Sean touched on a couple of them, the, the Ohio State receivers, and really then you just go down the line of the projected first and second rounders, like Liberty with Malik Willis. That, that's a big one. If, if Malik Willis is, isn't playing in that game, then you got to deduct five, six, seven points off, off their spread. But it really, it's any guy there in the top couple of rounds. We've learned these past couple of years. Some of them will opt out. Some of them won't. Um, and, and so, yeah, you just have to sort of track it individually. Yeah, definitely got to strategize. Great stuff. Really appreciate you joining us, Thor. Thank you. Hey, thanks, guys. Appreciate you. That's Thor Nystrom, NBC Sports Edge, lead college football and NFL draft analyst. And it is so important to strategize when you're betting these bowl games. You have to do your research, know who's in, know who's out, and know the situation around the teams. That's right. Notre Dame is a place where captainship matters. They want to win Marcus Freeman's first game as head coach. I love Notre Dame minus a two and a half. So much consistency there with Marcus Freeman. Being able to maintain uh, Tommy Reese as your offensive coordinator. I, as you know, am a Notre Dame fan. So excited for what's to come with the program. Uh, and obviously, best of luck to Brian Kelly and his new accent at LSU. Stay with us. Follow the money coming back. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field. 
Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Gotta get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. With just a few taps on the app, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. It's your one-stop shop. Angie can help you find the best price for your project by comparing quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an upfront price based on local data. They get the difficulties that can come with home projects. They get it. Why not make it as simple as possible? Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com or download the app today. If you use paper, you're a human. But if you choose paper, you're a papertarian. Someone who lives a paper-based lifestyle because it has a positive impact on the planet. And also because it's the easiest choice you'll make all day. Seriously. It's as easy as reaching for boxed instead of bottled water. It's as easy as opting for beauty products that come in paper packaging. It's as easy as grabbing eggs in a cardboard container. And that's all in one trip to the grocery store, which, if we're being honest, you were planning to go to anyway. But paper isn't just an easy choice. Papertarians know that it's the smart choice, too. Because paper comes from trees, a renewable and sustainably managed resource. And paper products are designed to be recycled. In fact, when you choose products that come in paper-based packaging, those fibers can go on to be recycled up to seven times. So why wouldn't you go Papertarian? I'll wait. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. The Sports Betting Network. If you're looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams, Bet Rivers has you covered. Bet Rivers has launched a series of city casts designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective. There are city casts in Chicago, Denver, Detroit, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, LA, and now New York. Subscribe to your local city cast wherever you get your podcast. Stormy Bonantoni and Sean King wrapping things up on Follow the Money. Remember, Mitch Moss, Polly Howard, they're on the road this week. So if you're down at Foxwoods Casino, make sure you go say hi to them every day, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday from 7 to 10 a.m. Eastern. They're just having a blast down there. Um, but we're having a blast here. 
filling in, keeping the seats warm for a day. Um, and we wanted to let the people in on some of our favorite plays coming up for tonight. And I got to give credit where credit is due. You might think this is an NFL quarterback, Super Bowl champion. To this. Don't let this guy fool, fool you. He's an NHL guru. Puck Stradamus over here hit the four-teamer last yeah, night. Yeah, Puck Stradamus hit the four-teamer. So my objective this week was to take the 200 and see if we can turn it into 20,000. And so here's how we're going to take the next we're step. We're letting it ride? Yes, we're, we're letting, letting it ride. ride. We love two games on tonight's slate. We're going to start with the Detroit Red Wings, who are a much better home team than they are on the road. I think they're 9-2-2 two, and two overall this year. Two of the best young players in hockey, Lucas Raymond and Martise Sider. They're on a five-game winning streak. I think they get it done. You know, I spent a little time in Detroit, and so I that home crowd is in a frenzy. They're energetic. The team will definitely rally around that energy. I like the Red Rings as the first part of this parlay. And the, you love that plus money. I do. I do. And the second part of the parlay, I like the Carolina Hurricanes. They've been struggling as of late. I know they've only won two, I think, of their last six, but they won their last game. Versus the Buffalo Sabres, 6-2. So I think it's a buy low point on a team that's still 16-6-1 overall on the season. I think the Sabre game got them back mm -hmm. on the right track. Listen, I know the Jets are good hockey team, but that's why you're getting the minus 105 on Carolina. So I'm going to parlay the Red Wings and the Carolina Hurricanes. And Puck Stradamus is going to be on his way to having what's become a normal week. That's why I'm called Puck, Puck Stradamus. Stradamus. Everyone bow down. <laughs> the master. Uh, no, those are those are good plays. Um, the, the Hurricanes and Jets one was one that I was teetering back and forth on just because the Canes started the season so strong, so mm -hmm. we know what they're capable of, but they fall, trailed off a little bit lately. Meanwhile, the Jets have been as hot as can be, but you think this is the night. This is the this reversal is the of night. fate in Winnipeg. Yeah. I like it. I, I like it. it. I've got a couple hockey plays, too. Okay. So let's see what we got tonight. I like the Oilers and Wild over six and a half, and I know this is a number that's going to gross a lot of you out because we see in the NHL those totals are usually between five and six, so this is a very high total, but the Wild and Oilers can score at a very high rate, and Minnesota has done that a lot lately. They've gone over that number six and a half, seven of their last nine games. Oilers have done it in two of their last three, and we all know when Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl on the ice, anything can happen, okay? Anything can happen with those two. And they're at home, mm -hmm. which makes me also kind of want to get in on the Oilers' money line here because they have been very good at home. Meanwhile, the Wild have been pretty bad on the road. Of their six losses all year, five of them have come away from XL Energy Center. Um, Edmonton coming off just their second loss um, at home all season long. They have not lost two in a row except for this instance. I don't think they're going to lose three. So I like the Oilers. I know it's juiced up to minus 120, but I really like the money line. Hey, I'm with you. I'm with you. I love the six and a half. Anytime you get that high total like that, they're telling you a lot of goals are going to be scored. So I like playing the over here especially. Right? Let's yeah, get the goal. Let's get it. Because rooting for unders is boring anyway. And I say that as I tell you my college basketball play tonight. <laughs> I I have a college basketball play tonight that I am very invested in as well. I like Temple and Vanderbilt going under the 135. 
both teams are dealing with just a ton of injuries. And Temple's best player about four days ago went down with a season-ending injury. So he's not going to be out there on the court. Um, both teams also outside of the top 125 teams in college basketball in points scored per possession. Vandy, 22nd in points allowed per possession. I feel like this just screams nobody's going to make any baskets. All right. The big thing is you got to go ahead and bet it. So yes, it's already it. going down to 133 and a half. Is it so, already down? Yeah, the market is actually All right, on your side. So you better get it locked gotta in. Got to get in there, people. Under, under also has cashed in four of the Commodores last five games. So just keep the themes rolling. I'm rolling with you on that one. I'm all in. Ten toes down. Ten toes down. All right. So. We talked a lot of NFL on this show because that's what you do when you have an NFL great in your midst. Uh, Thursday night football matchup coming up this week. Who do you like? I like the Steelers. I just think this is that time of year when Pittsburgh has been such an ugly team visually, either in a win or a loss. They just haven't looked like they're the real deal. But some kind of way, Tomlin always finds a way to get it done. So Vikings battling some injuries. We'll know at game time, so I'd wait a little bit. Dalvin Cook, Adam Thielen, mm -hmm. most likely not going to play, but we'll wait and see on a short week. I'd expect both to be out. I'm not really a big fan of Kirk Cousins. I have him in the yellow tape. So I'm going with Ben Roethlisberger, who announced this will be his Kirk, final season. The Vikings, it's not their, like, Kirk Cousins, it's not his fault that the Vikings as a team aren't winning. Kirk well, Cousins has fantastic Just because of that dumb look that exists on his face, <laughs> like, throughout the game from start to finish, like, he deserves it. Okay. He's making well, enough money. Well, what face are you getting boy. from Big Ben right now? So I said this on my show, My Guys in the Desert, the other day. Um, I was talking about how quarterbacks age and how Tom Brady is one that is aged gracefully, like a fine wine, like a beautiful picture in a museum. Big Ben has aged like a natty light case that's been stuck out in the sun way too long, and he's got the mobility of a tree. So what are we doing here? So I'm backing Mike Tomlin. I'm not even backing Ben Roethlisberger. Okay, so this isn't about Ben. Absolutely. Any head coach that can change, change the narrative from Chase Claypool complaining about no music at practice to openly criticizing John Harbaugh for going for two, yeah, they're real aggressive with the analytics. That's why practice? they're predictable. Oh, Mike Tomlin is the best. He'll find a way to get his guys most motivated and believe in that don't worry about big ben we're gonna win in spite of him but i do think the football gods are gonna shine favorably on the steelers whatever you want to think about what big ben is now he's meant a lot to the game of football now that he's finally publicly admitted this is his last season with the steelers you can say he was giving up football he said with the steelers i think they're gonna have some success they're gonna have some great moments down the line i actually like the steelers on the money line to win this game outright on Thursday night. Yeah, plus 140 Steelers money line. So if, you, if you're if you all in on Mike Tomlin and co. Hey, don't stop. Get it, get it. Get it, get That's it. That's right. We all on <laughs> Pittsburgh, baby. For those of you, uh, and he loves a dog. We know he loves a short dog. <laughs> I was going to say, he was trying to teach me how to bark earlier, but I can't compete when you come in hot like that. That's There's what the dog does. Do. Like, you sneaking around the fence and all of a sudden, whoo. You know, All right. Okay. So what is your, since we're wrapping things up here, just got about two and a half minutes left okay. with the people here. What is your favorite short dog of the week? What's your favorite bet in the NFL short dog? So I was kind of unprepared for this question. Um, well, I just thought you'd, you, you, but been, you've been barking I, all day. I'll, I'll say this. This team is hot as, as hot as fish grease. I don't know how they're doing it. 
But the Dallas Cowboys are very public play right now. Mm -hmm. Washington is getting four. I love this play. at home. So the NFC East is always kind of this division where no one really ever separates themselves. It's like a combination. It's almost like making gumbo. You don't really know what's in it, but it kind of tastes good at the end. It's like during the season, I don't really know what's going on in the NFC East, but whoever wins the division is going to make the playoffs. So I think Washington will make a statement back Washington at home. Ron Rivera, Riverboat Ron. I was going to say Riverboat Ron. If he if finds a way to get it done. A spicy. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm a big Ron Rivera fan. Uh, I, like, I like that that's where you went with this. Washington winners of four in a row now. Taylor Heineke doing a good job managing the offense and the defense. We know what we expected them to be early on in the season. They weren't that. They kind of are now. Um, so I think they might be able to give Dallas a little run for their money. Isn't here. that amazing? The big mouth, high profile defensive end is out for the season and the defense is playing better. Whoa. But it take notes, Chase Young. Chase Young. Yeah. Montez Sweat out too. And mm -hmm. they've been able to do what they've been able to do on defense. It's been pretty impressive. So you guys have been listening to us for the last three hours if you're <laughs> with us early. Um, but I typically host a show, My Guys in the Desert, here uh, every day, Monday through Friday, from 5 to 6 Eastern, 2 to 3 Pacific. Sean is on the nightcap, so pimp your show, yeah, too. Yeah, I'm on the here. nightcap with the ginger genius, Tim Murray, Aaron Oster behind the scenes doing production. Listen, a lot of times the games have already started, so we'll do a lot of live look-ins. You know, the jokes are always flowing on Fridays. Derek Stevens and the Circa crew come in and see who can hydrate the fastest. <laughs> so, as you can imagine, we have a great time on the nightcap. Shout out to Mitch Moss, Paulie Howard yes. for letting us sit in today. Hope you guys are enjoying Foxwoods. Be safe. We'll see you when you get back. Yeah, make sure that you go check them out, too, if you are able to be there in person at Foxwoods. Uh, every day, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, they're going to be there in person. Go say hi. That's going to do it for Sean King. I'm Stormy Bonantoni. Thanks for watching Follow the Money. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare getting ready to take on spring make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools from hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. 
Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.